Welcome to The Positive Sip, stories about life, leadership, and Mississippi. I'm your host, Dr. Regina Hyatt. This episode, you'll hear a special Mississippi story and my reflections on leadership. So let's begin. Welcome to Mississippi Stories, and today I am delighted to have as our guest, University President Dr. Mark Keenum. President Keenum, thank you so much for joining me on The Positive Sip. Well, Dr. Hyatt, thank you very much for inviting me to be part of this. I'm excited. Well, today we are so excited to hear your Mississippi story, and you, of course, are a Mississippian. Can you tell us about where you grew up and why that place is so important to you still today? Well, you know, I know some people know this, but maybe not as many as you might think, but I was born here in Starkville. And my dad, uh, mom, were of course married and living here in Starkville. My dad was a student at Mississippi State and my mom worked here in the community. She worked downtown in the uh, the telephone office. She was a telephone operator. So she worked full time. And that was kind of a partnership that my parents had when they first got married, that she would work and help put him through school. And I came, came along uh, during his junior year. And so I spent my first two years of my life here living on the campus uh, with my parents in married student housing. And my father graduated from here at State and went to work for the U.S. Department of Agriculture. And we wound up moving to a community in the Delta called Greenwood, a nice community there in the Mississippi Delta. And I spent my early formative years in Greenwood. And then my dad, with his job, we moved to Yazoo City, lived there for a few years. And then with his job, we moved to Forest, Mississippi, which is in more the central part of the state. And then just before I went into high school, we moved to Corinth, which is in the northeast part of the state. And that's where I finished high school, at Corinth High School. And so I guess growing up, I had several hometowns. And because of that, I have a lot of good friends and communities all across the state that I'm still very close to. Thank you for sharing that story, President Keenum. And you have a unique perspective about Mississippi. And you, in fact, came to Mississippi State as a student and Mm -hmm. you started your career here in the faculty. And then you went to Washington, D.C. and had the opportunity to work for the late Mississippi Senator Thad Cochran and then for the USDA like your Mm -hmm. father had. Right. Why was it important for you to come back from D.C. to come work again at Mississippi State, leading Mississippi State University? Well, as you mentioned, I did finish here at Mississippi State. I earned my bachelor's degree and my master's degree in agricultural economics and was given an opportunity to join the extension faculty right after I earned my master's degree. And it was during that time I was strongly encouraged to continue my education and get my doctorate degree again in agricultural economics and then join the faculty in the Department of Agricultural Economics here at Mississippi State. And I enjoyed all of those positions, extension faculty and then in research and teaching. And that was, I thought, was my career path. 
and at the encouragement of senior administrators here at Mississippi State, and including the, the late Dr. Donald Zacharias, who was the president, they urged me to go to Washington to work with Senator Cochran, who was at the time looking for an agricultural advisor, policy advisor, to assist him on the Senate Committee on Agriculture. And he specifically wanted a, a Ph.D. in agricultural economics and someone who had a tie or relationship to Mississippi State University. And so I kind of checked those boxes, and that's why I was strongly encouraged to go work for Senator Cochran and was actually given a leave of absence by Dr. Zacharias, a two-year leave of absence, I might add, to come back to the faculty after my tenure. But, you know, after the first two years, and then they extended that tenure for another year and another year, and <laughs> I looked up, and then Senator Cochran asked me to be his chief of staff. And so I did that for, oh, more than a decade, serving him in just as in that in that position after several years as a staff member working with him on the Senate Act Committee. And then I had an opportunity to go and serve President George W. Bush as undersecretary of the U.S. Department of Agriculture. And I thoroughly enjoyed my experience in that capacity. And, and I gained a great deal of experience uh, leading one of the biggest agencies in the U.S. Department of Agriculture. And so when I was urged to consider this position at Mississippi State, I did so, but I'll be honest with you, I didn't expect to be selected. But when I talked to Rhonda, my wife, now of, I guess, 36 years at the time, when we were talking about, should I do this or not do this? We had young children. Our triplets at the time, when we were looking at possibly coming back to Mississippi, they were about four years old. Our youngest was two years old. And my wife, Rhonda, she's also a native Mississippian. She's from Boonville, northeast Mississippi. And she, too, is a Mississippi State graduate. We both love our state. We love Mississippi. And we love growing up in this state. And, and you know, we could have stayed in Washington, and we had opportunities, and we thought our career path, to be honest with you, was going to be in Washington for the rest of our lives. But the prospect of the opportunity to bring our young children back home to Mississippi, even though I love this university dearly and the opportunity to serve this institution was very appealing, I'll just tell you that the opportunity to bring our children back to Mississippi was, I think, was the deciding factor for both of us. And it has been a true blessing for us now after almost 12 years. Wonderful. 12 years as president of Mississippi State. And President Keenum, I know because you've shared this before, one of the things that you really enjoy getting to do is to teach a class mm. every year with our honor students, and you teach a leadership class. I do. So what is it that you believe about leadership? Well, I, you know, I've been blessed. Uh, I've been in several leadership positions in my life, and I've been responsible for a huge billion, multi-billion dollar budgets and literally thousands of employees before I came back here and even here at Mississippi State with nearly 6,000 employees here and a billion dollar university budget for our institution. I've been in key leadership positions and I've dealt with many, many areas of leadership and I had the good fortune of serving great leaders. Senator Thad Cochran, I can't tell you how much I've learned from that great man. 
being able to basically sit at his elbow and observe him and how he conducted his business and how he made decisions and the strong leadership that he provided, not only for our state, but for our nation. And to see him in times of great stress and challenges for our nation and how he managed those situations, I learned from him tremendously. And, and then serving President Bush, I learned a great deal from him as well. I got to know President Bush on a very personal basis. My wife, Rhonda, actually worked for President Bush in the White House, and she was the director of White House Public Affairs. And so we got to know the Bushes very closely in our time in Washington, and, and I observed and learned a great deal from him as well. And I, I like to take what I've learned and what I've just experienced in my life and, and share that with students. You're right, I teach a class for honor students every fall. I've done that now for 12 years and I thoroughly enjoy that. I tell the students, I'm gonna get as much or more out of this than you are because I enjoy interacting with them and learning from them too. And you know, when I talk about leadership, I think part of leadership is how you conduct yourself in your daily life. And you know, we have core values here at Mississippi State. And I go through a list of principles and values over the course of a semester. And we have guest speakers come in as well and talk to the students. But I tell my class at the end of the semester, I just remind them that if you don't learn anything else in how you conduct yourself from a leadership standpoint, I hope you remember these three core values. And these are the three core values of our institution. And that's integrity. I think it's important for a person who aspires to be a leader, to be in a position of any kind of leadership, they have to be trusted. You have to develop a reputation of being trustworthy, be honest, be someone that others can count on. And that's, I think, a major pillar of leadership principles that a person needs to have. The second value of our core values is just work. Having a good hard work ethic, being someone that when you set out to achieve something, you're going to do your very best at whatever it is you're trying to achieve and develop that reputation. Be someone, again, that people can count on and know that if, if I'm working with this individual, with Mark Keenum in this case, I know he's going to do his very best at whatever it is we're trying to do and have that as a reputation that you develop. And as I tell students, for your success in life, you don't have to work for it. You gotta work hard to make good grades here at Mississippi State. And that's a reflection of your character and your values. And then the third value, as I tell them also, is a real easy value. And that's just be respectful of other people. Be kind and considerate to others. Have a reputation that that you're the kind of person that other people just enjoy being around because you're always so thoughtful and considerate of other people. So those are my core values that I want the students that I'm able to interact with to come away with because those are timeless values. Our students are going to gain a invaluable education here at Mississippi State and they're going to earn an extremely valuable degree that will help open doors and create opportunities for them in their life and their future. So armed with that education and armed with that degree, coupled with these core values, our students can achieve anything they set their mind to, to achieve. 
And, and that's what I firmly believe in. And again, we have a lot of fun over the course of the semester. I get to know my students extremely well on a personal basis. But these are the core values at the end that I hope they come away with. In your day-to-day -day work, President Keenum, you are interacting with a variety of stakeholders, from students to parents to legislators to alumni to other government entities. And you are working with people who have a variety of perspectives across all political and ideological bounds. So how do you develop consensus? How do you get people to work together to accomplish the goals that are important on behalf of Mississippi State and more broadly on behalf of Mississippi? Yeah. Well, you know, I think, again, the values I just shared are important, I think, for people to see that that's what I represent. But at the end of the day, in dealing with people, you're talking about how you interact with other human beings. It's developing personal relationships. And I think that that's an important attribute for anyone who wants to try to achieve consensus or try to be able to provide leadership or input into any endeavor that you're pursuing is have those relationships. And, and personal relationships, they don't just happen. You have to invest in somebody, in another person. You have to take the time and the effort to get to know someone, for them to get to know you a little bit. You know, I, you're right. From a political standpoint, I spend a tremendous amount of my time, especially in the first quarter of each calendar year, in Jackson, Mississippi, <laughs> dealing with our state leaders, from the governor, lieutenant governor, speaker of the House, to key leaders in both the Senate and the House of Representatives. And you have to invest in them as leaders. They're making important decisions that will impact this university. So I can't just show up at their office with my list of requests <laughs> and just do that once a year and really not develop a relationship. I, I think that, again, taking the time to invest in another person, and it's not just members of the legislature or members of Congress who I also work very closely with, but it's with anyone, with students, taking time to open your door and allow students to come in and visit, with parents of our students, with faculty, with key staff or any staff member for that matter, to take the time to invest in other people. So I, I think that th these are important components for how you are able to be successful in any endeavor is to invest in other people and develop those personal relationships, which are so key for any institution and for any person and for their life. President Keenum, do you have a favorite quote or a mantra or a scripture that you reflect upon frequently? And what is it, if you don't mind to share? And, uh, and, and why does it resonate with you? Well, uh, actually, I do. It is from, from my faith. It's, a, it's a, a verse in the Bible. And it's something that I found. I don't know how I found it, but I found it, thank goodness, many years ago. And I'll just tell you, it's probably not a, a day in my life that I don't stop at some point during the course of the day and reflect on that short little verse. It's in the book of Ephesians in the New Testament of the Bible, and it's the Apostle Paul's letter to the church of Ephesus. And in my Bible, which is the New International Version, the NIV Bible, it's Ephesians 4, 2. And in that verse, Paul says, be completely 
humble and gentle. Be patient, bearing with one another in love. And, you know, I know I'm not a perfect person, but everyone needs something to have in their life to help guide them. And so I found that, like I said, many years ago, and I use that as a guide for my daily life. And as I've had a chance to reflect on that short little verse, but it's also a very impactful verse and what it means to me when, when Paul says, be completely, not partially, not sometimes, but all the time, every time, completely humble. And what that means to me, in my interpretation, is just don't be a selfish person. Don't just think of yourself always. Don't be self-centered, but think of other people. And if you're serving an organization or an institution or a company or whatever, you've got to be able to put the interest of others and the organization that you're serving above yourself. And that, to me, is what he's talking about in our daily walk in life. Think of other people, not just yourself, always. Always think of others. And then he says, be completely gentle. And to me, I think what he's meaning is just be a gentleman. If you're a young lady, be a gentlewoman. Always use good manners in how you interact with other people. You know, yes, sir, yes, ma'am. And use words that are very powerful. Words like thank you and please. As I tell young students, those are powerful words, especially coming from someone in a leadership position. And then he says, you know, be patient. And I'll just tell you, the good Lord did not bless me with an abundance of patience. (laughs) And I have to do a lot of praying for patience. But what I take from that is that I know that when I make a mistake, and I make a lot of mistakes, But the first thing that goes through my mind is that, oh, I sure hope they will be patient and understanding of me. And if I want others to be understanding and patient with me when I've made a mistake, I've got to also be patient and understanding of others as well. And then finally, he says, bearing with one another in love. And what I take away from that is very simple. And that is, I don't know of any human being that doesn't want to feel loved or just appreciated for who they are. I do. And if I want others to love me and to appreciate me for who I am, then I've got to do likewise to others. And so when you ask me that question, is there something that a verse or a quote or something that's meaningful or impactful to me, that's it. Ephesians 4 too. That's a, something I use in my daily walk in life. Thank you for sharing that, President Keenum. And Mississippi is a special place. I had the opportunity to come here five and a half years ago to work for you and to work here at Mississippi State. And in that time, I have come to understand this is a unique place. And I know you've lived in other places and and I have as well. What do you think makes Mississippi such a special and unique place? The people, without exception. Mississippi is rich in diversity in so many ways. You know, I I grew up and born here and lived in different communities across the state, Mississippi Delta, Central Mississippi, and North Mississippi. 
I, I've been blessed to, to live in different communities and, and see different cultures. We have so many different cultures just within the boundaries of this one state. Different dialects of how we talk, you know, accents, depending on where you grew up in the state of Mississippi. Abundance of culture and music and, and arts and literature in our state that's, that's globally renowned and just a wonderful, 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 rich, again, diverse population of just really kind-hearted people. We're the hospitality state, and we're known for how we treat people with hospitality. And, and so I, I think that's what makes Mississippi so great. And this rich diversity that we enjoy, yes, we have a lot of challenges in our state. All states do. But I think that our future is very bright for Mississippi, our future for our students here at this great university, many of which are Mississippians, in fact, the majority of which are Mississippians, is extremely bright because, again, of the caliber, the quality, and the rich diversity that we celebrate in our state. So when you ask me what I think makes Mississippi such a special place, again, a place where my wife and I desire to raise our children, to raise them up in this culture, in this environment, Again, it's the wonderful people of the state of Mississippi. Excellent. President Keenum, thank you for joining us on The Positive Sip. Any last words that you'd like to share with our <laughs> listeners? Well, uh, Dr. Hyde, again, thank you for inviting me to be part of this. I commend you for having the, the courage to do a podcast. Uh, I don't think I'm brave enough to do this, but I commend you for it. And I'm excited and, and was honored to have been invited to participate. Thank you so much. And as always, Hail State. You got it. Hail State. Thank you. Thank you. In today's reflection on leadership, I wanted to revisit our conversation with President Mark Keenum. President Keenum talked about the importance of investing in people and personal relationships. His relational approach to leadership is core to his values and personality. As I think about relational leadership from my perspective, there are sort of three components. The first part of that is actually developing relationships. And that comes with spending time and developing rapport with the people you are working with, interacting with, and leading. It comes from asking questions and learning about their families, their interests, their motivations. The next sort of piece of relational leadership is in fostering those relationships. Again, that comes with spending time and perhaps working collectively on important issues to both of you and or the organization. The last piece of the relational leadership approach entails leveraging those relationships for the betterment of your organization or entity. And it's important to think about all three of those components of relational leadership. They're not necessarily sequential in so much as you automatically move from that development stage to the fostering stage to 
the actualization of the relationship that moves you into achieving your goals. But instead, think of it as a more continual investment of time and energy into the relationships that are important for you and the organization to succeed. President Keenum mentioned three values that he holds very dear, integrity, work ethic, and respect for others. Each of those three values speaks again to his relational approach to leadership because they, in fact, are values that are integral to establishing positive and mutually supportive relationships and are all values that I think we could all agree are important to the success of any organization. Thank you for joining us on The Positive Sip. We hope you'll be listening again for our next episode. The Positive Sip is produced and edited by Flora Dito, Carson Brantley, and Katie Corbett.